Hi and welcome to Youth Talk, a podcast run by Baptist Youth, where in each episode we take a new topic and think it through from the perspective of a Christian young person. In today's episode we're going to think about the topic of quiet times, what are they, why are they important and how can I make the most out of my devotional life through quiet times. Recordings of each episode of Youth Talk can be found through YouTube, CastBox, iTunes, Spotify or located through any of our social media pages. Now quiet times are something that we think a lot about and talk a lot about as Christians and in some ways it's a little strange that we do because the phrase quiet time never actually really appears in the Bible. You don't really read of Paul or Jesus or Peter or whoever in the scriptures talking about quiet times. It's something really that we've invented. We've kind of come up with that phrase. But the Bible, of course, does talk a lot about studying God's word, uh, reading it for yourself, allowing God to speak to you through his word. And in one sense, that's really what we mean when we talk about quiet times. It's, it's having a part of your day spent in God's word, reading it, studying it, and allowing God to speak to you through it. Uh, for some people, they have a regular quiet time routine every morning before they go to school or university or work. For others, maybe they do it every evening before they go to bed. Others don't really have much of a structure at all. They just kind of find a, a period of their day where it's free and they use that as a, their quiet time opportunity. But truth be told, many of us, if you're anything like me, uh, you actually really struggle to have quiet times. And uh, maybe even when you hear the phrase quiet time, immediately your mind is flooded with feelings of guilt because you know that you don't have quiet times as regularly or as intensely as you feel like you should as a Christian. Um, Quite easily you find days go past, maybe even if you're honest, weeks go past and you've had no real meaningful quiet time. And so it's really that sort of person, if you fall into that category, uh, you're the person who I want to talk to. Uh, in today's episode of Youth Talk and see if we can try and help uh, really us in this area of quiet times. And probably one of the reasons we struggle so much is because it feels quite often like a duty, doesn't it? It feels like a duty having to make time in my day to open up the Bible and to try and read a passage and understand it and apply it to my life. Sometimes it feels like a little bit of a duty. And so what I want us to do in this episode as we think about quiet times is try and move from quiet times being a duty to quiet times being a delight, okay? Uh, reading the Bible should never, as you read about what the Bible says about itself, it should never really feel like a duty. It should be a delight. It's something that we get to delight to do as God has spoken to us through his word. So as we think about reading the Bible, I just want us to, to really quickly think about five things that are happening every time you read the Bible and every time you study the Bible. Five things that are happening. And as you remember these five things, hopefully it'll move us from thinking of reading the Bible and studying the Bible and having quiet times uh, it'll help us move from seeing that as a duty to actually seeing that as a delight. So five things. Here's the first thing, really briefly. When you read the Bible, God speaks. God speaks. I wonder if you could have a conversation with any one person in the world, who would you choose? You could have a conversation with any one person in the world, who would you choose? Maybe it's a, a famous influencer that you follow. Maybe it's your favorite sports personality. Maybe it's your favorite actor. If you could have a conversation with one person in the world, who would you choose? I'm sure there's many people that immediately come to your mind who it would be an absolute privilege to talk to. Yet for a moment, just think about what's actually happening when you read the Bible. When you read the Bible, God is speaking to you. God, the very one who created everyone and everything, the very one who from his very breath brought this entire cosmos into being. As we read the Bible, God, that God, the one who is above and beyond everyone and everything else, he is speaking to us. Isn't that amazing? 
Uh, Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is breathed out by God. And so as we read the Bible, it's literally God's very words. And so the first thing we should remember, the first thing that's happening as we read the Bible, as we do a quiet time, that will hopefully help us move from seeing it as a duty to seeing it as a delight, is this. God speaks. God speaks. But not only is it true that God speaks when we open the Bible and read it, secondly, God reveals. God reveals. God is revealing himself to us. God is revealing himself to us. Uh, As we study the Bible, what what we're seeing really is another expression of how God delights to draw near to his people. God wants to reveal himself. God wants to make himself known to people uh, like you and I. And uh, we always kind of have the opposite approach as we think about quiet times, because as we think about quiet times, we think about the guilt associated with quiet times that I haven't, you know, uh, prayed or spoken to God in weeks. And so we kind of expect when we open the Bible, just to God to kind of be sitting there with his arms folded going, what's about time you showed up? Um, But that's not God's disposition towards his people. God always wants to reveal himself to his people. God always wants to draw near to his people. And so every time we engage in a quiet time, it's another opportunity for God to reveal himself to us, who he is, what he's like. And uh, those feelings of guilt are really one of Satan's ploys to drive you away from reading your Bible, to drive you away from spending more time in God's word and for uh, to drive you away really from allowing God to reveal himself to you. Um, but try and fight those feelings of guilt by reminding yourself that every time you read the Bible, God speaks, but also God reveals. He's revealing himself to you and it's something that he delights to do because he wants to draw near to his children. So God speaks, God reveals. Thirdly then, God guides. God guides. Um, we hear a lot of advice, don't we, in our world? Uh, every single day, whether you recognize it or you don't, you receive a lot of advice um, from different people in our world. As you scroll through your Instagram feed or TikTok feed, you've got people giving you advice. As you watch TV shows, they're trying to communicate some sort of moral truth to you. Uh, they're trying to advise you, trying to direct you, trying to guide you about what life's all about and how you should embark on living this life. Uh, we're saturated in advice from the world. But if we're totally honest, this advice doesn't really seem to be working. Sure doesn't. If you look around the world, it's a bit of a mess. Um, People aren't generally very fulfilled or happy or really living with much meaning. There's a general sense of, of misery out there, isn't there? There's a general sense of hopelessness. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. And of course, there's loads of reasons for that. But part of the reason, most definitely, is that people follow the wrong advice and are listening to the wrong voices about what life's about and it's leading them into all these sort of dead ends. They maybe believe the lie that that life's about popularity or fame or career or comfort or pleasure and as they follow those different avenues, follow those different paths, it ultimately leads them to dead ends and to um, disappointment. Yet when we read the Bible, what we have is the God who made us, the God who created us, telling us what life's really about. Who better to listen to? Uh, as we think about being guided in our lives, um, being directed in our lives, who better to listen to than the very God who created us, who wove us together and knows how we function and knows how we flourish. And so isn't that another reason to read the Bible today and to engage in a quiet time? Because in doing so, we're listening to the very God who made us, who knows us better than we know ourselves and so can guide us and lead us into truth and into life. Um, Psalm 19 describes God's word as sweet, valuable and necessary for wisdom and life. And that's very appropriate, isn't it? And so as we read the Bible, as we engage in a quiet time, what is happening that will help us think of it as not a duty, but a delight? God speaks, God reveals, God guides. Fourthly then, God helps. God helps. Um, here, here's perhaps number 
reason number one as to why you should delight in doing a quiet time. It's that you need it. As a Christian, you need it. It's almost like your oxygen as a believer. You need it as much as anything else because it's simply impossible to live the Christian life without God's word. Uh, If we just try and live the Christian life without God's word, we'll just make things up as we go along. Uh, We'll think we know what God is like. We'll think we know what God wants from us. We think we'll know uh, what path we should take. All the while, we're really just following our own desires and our own desires are warped. Our own desires are twisted. Our own desires will always lead us uh, down the wrong path. But as we read God's word, we receive his help and his guidance. Uh, Paul says to Timothy, uh, speaking about the Bible, that it's everything we need to be equipped as Christians. And so we, we want to believe that that's true, that, that God, through the scriptures, is giving us what we need to live the Christian life. It's all we need. So to understand and to read and to cherish the Bible, in so doing, we will discover and receive all the help we need to live faithful Christian lives. So God speaks, God reveals, God guides, God helps. Fifthly and finally then, God shows. God shows. God shows us, through his word, where we're falling short. God exposes in us the things that we don't perhaps see in and of ourselves. He shows us our weakness. He shows us our sins. He shows us the things that we need to repent from or turn from. God reveals things about us that we wouldn't otherwise see if we didn't read the Bible. James in the New Testament describes God's word as a mirror. I don't know if you've ever looked in a mirror recently. Uh, Every time you look at a mirror, your mind is immediately, your eyes immediately drawn to that imperfection, isn't it? Whether it's that little bit of gravy that's kind of sitting on your cheek from dinner, whether it's a bit of hair that's kind of sticking some random direction. As we see ourselves in the mirror, we see a reflection, and so we see ourselves for who we truly are. And and James says the Bible's like that. It's like a mirror. It shows us things about us that we wouldn't otherwise see had we not engaged in reading God's word. And so what do you do? And you look in a mirror and you see an imperfection. You seek to immediately change it, don't you? You seek to immediately change that. So it is with the scriptures. As we read the scriptures, we see our sinfulness exposed and our weakness exposed. And it helps us to be corrected and to walk in passive righteousness and to follow Jesus and to become more like him. So there are four things that are happening every time you read the Bible. And hopefully as you remember these five things, it'll help you move from saying quiet times as a duty to a delight. Every time you read the Bible, God shows, or God, sorry, God speaks, God reveals, God guides, God helps and God shows. Those are five things that are happening. But as we close, uh, let's think then about some practical tips. What are some practical tips then we can follow as we think about um, maintaining a devotional life and engaging in regular quiet times? Here's the first one. First practical tip, follow a plan. Follow a plan. The first surefire way to feel in your quiet time is because you perhaps don't have a a plan whatsoever. You just kind of wake up and you open the Bible at a random passage and uh, you don't really understand it and you think, well, that was a bit rubbish and so you close the Bible and you move on and think, I'm never doing that again. Um, But if you have a good plan, it can really, really help you as you think about engaging in your quiet time. It might mean you go through a particular book of the Bible. It might mean you you study a particular character. It might mean that you follow along with a particular resource that's been written for the purpose of helping you in your quiet time. I'd really recommend that you do something like that. And there are loads of good resources that you can check out which will help you um, to and accommodate you for your quiet time. Let me give you some which I think are good. Uh, the Engage books from the Good Book Company. If you go on the Good Good Book Company website, you'll find them. The Explore app on your phone is fantastic. Uh, he Reads Truth for Guys and She Reads Truth for Girls. Again, great apps you can check out. Uh, another app called First Five, which is well worth checking out. Um, most of you, I'm sure, have the version Bible on your phone or the ESV Bible on your phone. They actually all have reading plans as well. And finally then, um, if you're maybe a little bit older, maybe you're a student, 
Uh, the Good Book Company also do good book guides or little white books which go through different books of the Bible, different topics, sometimes different characters, and they're excellent for your uh, quiet time as well. So that's the first top tip to uh, help you in your quiet time. Follow a plan. Second top tip, mix it up. Mix it up. Uh, feel free to keep it fresh, okay? Keep it fresh. Starting a 150-day devotional through the book of Isaiah is probably a little bit too much for anyone. I don't think very many people are going to maintain consistent in a 150-day devotional through the book of Isaiah. You've been in it for two weeks and you feel like it's never going to end. Um, why, don't do, why don't you do maybe 10 days in Isaiah, then move on to something else, maybe a shorter book, maybe something like, I don't know, Philippians or Jude or something, and then come back to Isaiah and pick up where you left off. Try as best you can to keep it fresh. Um, there's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to, to quiet times. Um, there's no particular rule that you have to follow this particular pattern. Do whatever you can and whatever you need to do to keep it fresh for you. Uh, and in so doing, do whatever you can just to make sure that you're spending time in God's Word and allowing God's Word to fill your mind and to fill your heart. So follow a plan. Secondly, mix it up. Thirdly, embrace inconsistency. Embrace inconsistency. Um, some, some people view quiet times in the same way that they view Snapchat streaks. I don't know if you remember Snapchat streaks. They were all the biz a few years ago. Uh, pretty much what happened was you would send a Snapchat to your friend and they would send one to you and you built up a streak if you did this on consecutive days. And so people would have these mad Snapchat streaks of like 300 days where for 300 consecutive days straight, they've Snapchat each other. And then if one friend forgot to Snapchat the other friend on one particular day, the Snap streak was ended and it was like devastation. Um, some people view their quiet times like Snapchat streaks and they think to themselves, if I miss one day, it's over. It's over. Devastation. Uh, it's ruined. There's no point getting back into it. You're totally disheartened. Don't view quiet times like Snapchat streaks. <laughs> if you miss a day, that's okay. Just pick up your Bible again the next day and continue where you left off. God is not sitting in heaven like your friend, angry that you gave up on the Snapchat streak. Uh, God, again, just is delighted to reveal himself to you and wants to draw near to you as his child. And so if you find yourself becoming inconsistent for a day or two, week or two, even a month or two, don't be disheartened. Just focus on getting back on the horse and uh, reading God's word again. So embrace inconsistency. Fourthly then, uh, little is better than nothing. Okay, little is better than nothing. Uh, no one said that a quiet time needs to be 30 minutes long. Okay, no one said it needs to be an hour long. There, are, of course, might be days where you're able to spend a little bit longer in God's Word, and that's brilliant, uh, and I think there are definitely times when you should do that. But even if you're only able to get a few minutes in uh, for your quiet time and, and spend a few minutes, maybe as you're walking up the, the school drive or as you're, I don't know, about to go to bed or whatever the case may be, that's better than nothing. Uh, God's Word is powerful. God's Word can transform us. We should dedicate as much time to it as we can, but if it means on any given day that, that you're only able to do a few minutes, don't think, well, that's not really worth it, so I'll not do it at all. No better something than nothing. Um, if God's word really is what we said it is earlier, the oxygen that we need to, to live as Christians, then every little moment that we spend in God's word is totally, totally valuable. Then finally, final practical tip, involve others. Involve others. Uh, there's a real danger for all of us as Christians that we view all our lives just very individualistically. So we, we think about my, me and my little relationship with God and that's all my Christian life is, just me and God. And we forget about other people. And so as we think about quiet times, that's actually a danger as well, that we think of the quiet time as just me and God. 
And so we think that the Christian life is just about me and God. Um, but of course, the Christian life's more than just you and God. You are a part of a body as a believer. Um, you have a body of believers, the church, who you are a part of. So God saved you as an individual, but he also saved you as part of a body, the body of Christ. And uh, why not involve other people uh, as a means of helping you develop and grow uh, and really make the most of your quiet times. That might look like a number of different things. It might just mean having someone else who keeps you accountable. And so you can regularly ask each other, um, how, how's your quiet time going? Uh, it might mean actually following a plan alongside someone else. Doesn't mean that you need to read it together, but you're, go, you're both reading it individually, but you're reading the same stuff every single day for say 10 days. And so you can discuss what you've been learning. You can discuss what you've been talking about. Again, it's another way of involving other people and journeying with them as you think about your quiet time and the Christian life. But that's all we've got today for uh, Youth Talk as we think about the topic of quiet times. Hopefully you found some of this helpful. Uh, we'll be back uh, soon next week with another episode thinking about another topic. Maybe there's a topic that you'd like covered and like us to think about. If so, uh, drop us a little comment and let us know. If not, hope you have a great day and see you next time. <music>